Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. And it was a big one. Welcome on in Sports Radio 94 WIP, a post-postseason Special Phillies show tonight as we look forward to what is a critical offseason for this franchise coming off a world championship. A lot to do. We appreciate James Seltzer, Jack Fritz in the last hour of the High Hopes Hour. Dan Wilson in for Tucker behind the glass tonight. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. One hour from now, we'll talk to Ruben tomorrow on this offseason to come. Shortstop market, how he'd rank the top guys available, all coming up. And we'll have John Heyman, our Odyssey MLB insider, on at 9 p.m. tonight to give us what he's hearing out at the GM meetings, which are happening now. Like, this is all starting right now with this offseason. But I want to start our conversation with something we touched on with the Hopes guys just a few minutes ago, and that's Reese Hoskins. You heard the call there, a great call by Scott Fransky. It was there, game three against the Braves, the bat spike by Reese Hoskins in, in the biggest home run and that probably the most uh, emotional home run he ever hit. And there's no question that Reese Hoskins has had a nice career with the Phillies. I mean, Reese Hoskins now is up to 148 career home runs. Reese Hoskins has a 125 adjusted OPS. He's been 25% above average as an offensive player since arriving here with that brilliant run he had at the end of the 2017 season. And generally, Reese Hoskins has been a good Philly, and he's had a nice run. And I appreciate the power Reese Hoskins brings, and I appreciate the eye at the plate Reese Hoskins has, and I think Reese Hoskins, in another situation, on a different team, he might be a a player I like a lot. On this situation, in this situation, on this team, he's a player I'm ready to move on from. And as we kind of think about what happened over the last month, appreciate the good, think about the bad, and really the goal. I mean, this is my goal, and it's always been my goal. When I I talk about any team here on WIP, my my goal is always, how does the team get better? It's always what what I'm I'm coming, that's my perspective on things. All right, that that is what it is. How do they get better? And that's why I I was not a fan of the last full-time quarterback of the Eagles. I didn't, I think he was making them worse, not better. And it's why, and I don't mean to say Hoskins in the same context to him. I I don't feel that way. But when I look at the Phillies, and I think about how they can get better, how they could go from where they are, which is a good team, you know, a team that I think learned how to win over the past two months, past month and a half, to actually becoming a champion because they got there. They had a great run, but now it's time to go make a team that can win a championship. And I look at Reese Hoskins, and I, and for a lot of reasons, I think it's time to move on from Reese Hoskins, and I would trade him. I would trade Reese Hoskins this offseason, and I think there's a lot of ways you could go because for as many people here that defend him, 
You know, there are teams out there who probably would appreciate what he does bring to the lineup. The guy hit 30 home runs this year. The guy walked 72 times. If you go and look through baseball, I guarantee you there's not many players that added that had that combination. 30 walks, 30 home runs, 72 walks. If there's 20 players that did both of those things, I'd be surprised. So he's he has a, a skill set that is appreciated by almost every GM, almost every one. And in the right situation where, let's say, a full-time designated hitter spot was available, I think Reese Hoskins in a different spot on a different team could be looked at more favorably than the, where we are with the Phillies because he has to play first base here. And for right now, he's tasked with batting second, which I believe is a place he's miscast and a place his streakiness comes into play way too much. And his defense is poor. I, I can't I can't do it. I mean, I, I can't watch it for another year, and I can't pretend. Like for as many people who want to rip Rob Thompson for what happened in Game 6, and I was on, Dan was producing on with TK after Game 6, um, or the final final out of the season, we had a lot of frustration, fr- frustrated fans at Rob Thompson. And not that he was getting all the blame, but frustration was being levied at Rob Thompson for the decision to pull out Zach Wheeler in that game, and obviously Alvarado came in and, and Alvarez did the home run. I mean, just as damaging was a game before was Reese Hoskins. I would I would argue more damaging than one decision by the manager. In game five, Reese Hoskins played the worst game I've ever seen a position player play in the World Series. I'm 36 years old. I've been watching the, the, the World Series since I was six. I've seen a lot of these. And, I, I mean, if you find me a player that struck out four times, left that many guys on base, and made a back-breaking error in a one-run game, please tell me who it was. Because I think that was the worst World Series game I've ever watched a position player play. It was horrendous. And we know who Reese Hoskins is. His highs were as high as anybody. And and Jack said it last hour, and he's right. If not for Reese, they probably don't beat the Padres. I mean, he had a great series against the Padres. That was his hot streak of the playoffs. Including those home runs he hit in Game 4. I think they almost got lost to history here because of what Bryce did in Game 5. Like, they were down 4 nothing in Game 4 in the top of this first inning when Falter got beat up. And, you know, all of a sudden... He hits that home run bottom of the first, and away, and away they go. So so there's been good. He's had a good career here. But as I think about the 2023 Phillies, how they go, go become a better team and try to get back and win a world championship, and then the future of the Phillies, I just don't know how the Hoskins thing, we could continue this. He's a free agent after next season. Are they really re-signing this guy? Are they really moving? going to keep Reese Hoskins long-term with a team that has Schwarber, a team that has – Harper, a team that has Castellanos. I mean, they got DHs all over the place. And we don't even know yet if Alec Bohm is going to continue to get better. Is he going to be the same guy at third base? Will he eventually have to go to first? We don't know yet. So he's trending more towards staying at third, but we don't know. So I don't believe Reese is here long-term anyway. I'd be surprised after all the contracts they've given out to sluggers who might have to age into the DH spot. That's a reality. Or one or more might have to move to first base. Like, the idea of, of Bryce Harper as a first baseman one day should not be insane to anybody. You know, as he gets into his 30s, especially he might have to have surgery on his elbow, like, that could happen one day. So the first base position could be needed for these other sluggers that have that, that are, you know, questionable defenders or injuries or whatever. So I don't believe, regardless of where this conversation goes tonight, if you want Reese back or not for next year, I don't believe he's here long term. I really believe it's either we're keeping him around for 2023 and then probably say goodbye or he's out now. And I do think they could find something for Reese Hoskins, whether a you know a top-end relief pitcher that maybe is on a team that has really good arms but can't find bats. The Cleveland Guardians stand out to me in that realm. I even think there's a shortstop at Chicago, Tim Anderson. 
that the White Sox, one of the beat writers said, they might trade him this offseason. He's got one year left on his deal. If they're looking to kind of reconfigure their team, Tim Anderson is going to cost about $200 million less for the next two seasons than Trey Turner. I mean, or over a contract. For Trey Turner or Bogarts or Correa. Like, Tim Anderson, if you can get him in a deal, you might have to give something else for Reese Hoskins. I would do that and then go sign an Anthony Rizzo to play first base. I am ready. It has been six years, six seasons, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 of Reese Hoskins. I am ready to move on. This postseason added to that for me where he had his moments, he had his good, he had his bad, but I can't get out of my mind what happened there in game five. And I just think at the end of the day, with him and with, with, with his deficiencies, it hurts them. It hurts them. Does his power help? Yeah. You can find power, though, and you can find a better first base in the race Hoskins. I am ready to move on. 215-592-9494. As we have our offseason show tonight, and kind of look forward here, we'll talk about the shortstop market. Ruben Amaro will join us. We'll have John Heyman from the GM meetings on what he's hearing, what the Phillies might do. A lot to talk about tonight, but let's just start here because I think the biggest decision the Phillies have to make this offseason is, do they want Reese Hoskins back? You know, I think we can all sit here and say, well, I'd rather get rid of Castellanos. I would, too. Castellanos stinks, but no one's taking that contract. Reese, I actually think they could make a trade tomorrow if they actually want to shop Reese Hoskins. It's about what his value is, what they accept back, but teams would take him. He's not expensive. He has 30 home run power. He, he would have suitors. This is on the Phillies. Do they want Reese Hoskins back? I don't. I'm ready to move on. Dan, where are you as we uh, we enter a critical offseason for the Phillies, and the Reese Hoskins questions just seem to grow louder by the year. Yeah, I've been listening to you and James and Jack talk about this, and obviously a lot of offseason discussions regarding Reese Hoskins. I think I most I align largely with you. I probably align most with James of the three of you, is that if Reese Hoskins comes back and is the starting first baseman for this team in 2023 on opening day, like I'm not going to go nuts about it. Like He's a... He's a solid option there, but I think you're not doing enough to help this ball club. Dave Dombrowski's not doing enough to help this team if you don't explore options. This is a guy who has one year left on his contract. He's obviously arbitration eligible. He made, what, $7.5 million, something like that, last year. Uh, eligible to make more than that. But he is a guy who, if you're not looking to move off of him, I think you got to take the good with the bad with him, and I don't think the good necessarily always outweighs the bad. We obviously know he's incredibly streaky. He's probably, all in all, a middle-of-the-pack first baseman. His OPS wasn't even 800 this season. I don't think he's a two-hole hitter. I would like to see him lower in the lineup. And his defense is just really, really hard to get over that. in Throughout the playoffs, as good as he was hitting the NLDS, the NLCS, that defense is going to be that lasting impression we all have of him. And I kind of... Kind of reminds me. Remember in Moneyball when Peter Brand and uh, Billy Bean first meet each other, yeah, and they're talking about how the Red Sox just signed Johnny Damon. Everyone's like, "Oh, you can't let that guy go." Although Reese Hoskins obviously is a very different skill set, he does not have a great glove. He does work walks at the plate. That's kind of what reminds me of it. It's like Reese Hoskins. Yeah, he works good at bats. He's a solid first baseman, but is he worth making him the long term first baseman of the Philadelphia Phillies, a team who now has World Series aspirations? No, like I, I don't think he is. I don't think he's as good as his highs suggest. I think all in all, he's very middle of the pack, very pedestrian, and you should try and move off of him because, frankly, with all of the defensive issues this team has and all of the needs this team has, whether it's relievers, starters, more consistent offense, that's a trade piece that Dave Dombrowski absolutely has to explore. Yeah, and they don't have many trade pieces, right? They don't want to trade away their young pitchers who they like in the minor leagues. No one's taking Castellanos. Like, you're not looking to move Stott or Bohm. Like, like, who else are you going to move? Right. If, if they're looking to, to use something to reconfigure this thing, it's Reese. And – 
you know, Dan brought up something there about his numbers, and and I I think we look think of him as inconsistent, but yet it ends up in the same place every year. But here's the reality: his glove is not good. It's never been good. It's not going to become good overnight. And his offense actually is going the wrong way. I know he had 30 home runs this year, but that's because he he stayed healthy and he played 156 games. If you look at his, let's just go to his slugging percentage. Okay, that's gonna it went to 462, second low of his, of his six year career. Also, his on-base percentage in the last three years has gone from 384 to 334 to 332. I mean, the one thing that he stays steady with, he's about a 240 hitter. He's been that for you know basically his whole career. But he's getting on base less, and he and his slugging percentage is dropping. I mean, if Reese Hoskins declines at all offensively, and we know what he is defensively, this is not going to be pretty. It's barely worth it. It's it, not. It's already not worth it, yeah. to be honest. It, yeah. it will not be worth it for a team that has World Series aspirations. 215-592-9494. It's how you get in. We, we start this debate tonight very simply. Do you want Reese Hoskins back next year? Y- yes or no? I don't. And, you know, I, I, I what Dan said and what James said at last hour, I I think it's a fair way to characterize it. Like, I'm not going to stand there and pick it outside of opening day if Hoskins is back. I, I've come to accept he's he's a part of this team and he's generally been a good Philly. But if they want to win the World Series next year and they want to be better, I think it's time to reconfigure the defense, get less streaky, and get better at first base or, or make the team better. Like the whole thing has to be, how do we get better? And they could throw money at problems or they could get creative. Trade Reese. Maybe get a, a pitcher back for him and it, it helps your, your, your pitching staff for next year in the postseason. And, and, and they could find someone to go play first base. Like, like they can move someone over there or they could go sign an Anthony Rizzo who's a better player. That's where I'm at. Curious where everyone is tonight. 215-592-9494. Do you want Reese Hoskins back? He's one of the longest tenure players in this team. We know he has his fans. We know he has his detractors. I, I just I look at him as a player that is replaceable and a player that I think it's hard to win a championship with. Now I, I know they were two games away. We we all know where they were. I just think his defense and 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 streakiness, it's a killer at times. Let's go to the lines. Lou is up on WIP. Hey, Lou. Lou, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Got you, Lou. Yes, what's up? Yeah, sorry Sorry about that. Um, I'm still devastated from the loss, man. I'm not going to lie. We, I thought we had it. I thought we had lightning in a bottle. I wanted it for this team so bad. And a guy like Reese Hoskins, too. And the, the one thing, before I get to whether we keep him or not, I don't understand why – Thompson didn't want to deviate the lineup because he didn't want to hit the panic button. But then we get in after they got no hit, game five, putting the defense in in the first inning, and then you get the hit, and then pulling Wheeler. So I, I just think we, we had it, and that makes it even harder to get over. Yeah, so, Lou, and I, Lou, before you go on, I agree and, with you about the lineup thing. It, it was It was frustrating to watch because – there was no reason at that point to stick with the Castellanos in the five hole was just, he, uh, he was just, I mean, the guy didn't have a, a ball. He drove for the last two months of the season. I mean, that you can't have that guy behind Harper. Yeah. And, and that gets to, to Hoskins. And, and the reason why I would move off of Hoskins is because of Castellanos. Cause Castellanos is here. His defense is poor. You, I, I mean, he's, he's terrible in left field. And now you have a, a, a right field. You have a bad right fielder unless unless Bryce comes back. Um, Schwarber's okay in left field. Uh, Bohm's got better. But the point is, when you have too many um, opportunities to give outs to the other team, it just can snowball. And it's unfortunate for Hoskins because, again, I still don't get it why they signed Castellanos because he had a big bat and he had 30 home runs and was hitting 300. So it made sense at the time. But if you remember – 
when they signed him, Dombrowski was like, oh, yeah, I just kind of walked into Middleton and said, he's still out there. Should we go get him? And they did, and now it's unfortunate for Hoskins because if, it, if Castellanos wasn't on the team, I would keep Hoskins. I think he's a slightly above-average player, but just right now, if you get a shortstop and he's a really high defensive player, maybe, but I, I'm not going to be – I'm not going to be crying. Like Dan said, I'm not going to, like, you know – say the season's over if Hoskins is back, but I'm, I'm with you. I'd probably trade him because he does have value for a lot of teams that need a DH, 30 home runs, gets a lot of walks, sees more balls than anyone over the last six years. And now all teams need to say is, hey, just get us into the playoffs. If this guy gets hot, then maybe we have a shot just because you have 12 teams getting into the playoffs, uh, six for each division. Right. So, I think there's an opportunity to move him. Yeah, Lou, I'm with you, buddy. And, and let me give you an example of a tr- the kind of trade I think they can make. Reese right now, I think there's something similar to when the Phillies, after 2018, moves on from Carlos Santana. Carlos Santana was not a perfect player. Now, he's a better defensive player, but I mean offensively. Kind of streaky. He's a lot of pitches, walks. The Mariners took Santana. Santana's still floating around. He's actually back with the Mariners now. And the Phillies also added J.P. Crawford to the deal. But they got back Gene Segura, like a guy that they just thought Santana would fit their team better. And the, and the trade, like sometimes you could trade a guy that like you don't hate for a guy you just fits your team better. I think that's there's a trade out there that's the equivalent of it. They could find another Segura, and maybe that guy could play shortstop. Maybe it's Tim Anderson. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think there's a trade out there where someone says we could use Reese. Like five years ago, a team said we could use Carlos Santana. Like I don't think they'd get back a bag of balls, Dan. I think they could get something – worthwhile back it's just the right fit is it a relief pitcher is it a, a you know a fourth starter is it a shortstop like they'd get something for Reese well that's just it it's like usually I'm the guy who I would take the offense and I don't want to say ignore the defense but make it a little bit more second nature like you can usually move guys around make it fit we've seen highly successful teams like the Dodgers do it for years whether it's platooning guys or right. not having a consistent lineup as they used to do it a little bit more I'll say in the old school but when your team is as bad defensively as the Phillies is, we saw it this season where, you know, Harper obviously cannot play the field, so you're stuck with Castellanos and right every day, Schwarber and left every day. You have Bohm who improved massively at third base, and Hoskins at first base, and you have DHs all over the field. Like, Reese Hoskins would be better served on a major league roster that doesn't have those defensive deficiencies. And, again, if he was a lot better at the plate, yeah, you'd find a way to make it work, but I don't think he's good enough to make it justifiable to keep him around. Go get a guy who's a more complete, well-rounded player. And frankly, they have holes on this roster, especially on the pitching side, that need to be addressed. And Reese Hoskins could be a nice piece to go and achieve that. Yeah, I, I, that, and that's why I think it's time to look to move him. Jerry is up on WIP. Hey, Jerry. Hi. Uh, I want to get into Reese Hoskins. I agree with almost 99% of what you're saying about Reese. But first, I want to talk about how I'm still not over this. Because... You look at teams like the 2006 Cardinals. They came in with 83 wins, got hot. They won the World Series. The 2011 Cardinals somehow won it. We were up. I was actually at Game 5. We had a chance to win this series, and that's what bothers me. It's not like the 2001 Sixers where you really didn't have a chance. That's the frustrating part. Other cities, they somehow find a way that we didn't. That's still, that's still like bothering. Yeah, Jerry, it's going to sting for a while. And you're right. Um, they did have a chance. And I'm glad you brought up Game 5 because as, as much as Game 6 was the finality and we could debate Thompson and, and taking out Wheeler, I Jerry, I thought I game. thought the series ended in Game 5. Like that's, I agree. That we was the game them. they needed to win. They could, and now talking about Hoskins, 
So I agree with you. I, I think you got to move on from Hoskins. I think I hate to use this. He's one of those guys that not necessarily is like a, a winning player, but I feel like with you got to figure out what's going to go with what's going to happen with Harper. If Harper eventually can play the field, you then have you can then utilize first base as sort of like a platoon position and get better in other positions. Like I think you move on. Maybe Schwarber can play first. And one thing I didn't understand was so he took out Bone for defensive reasons and put in Sosa. There was a there was a two times where Hoskins got the last out and they were up in the game. Why didn't you take Hoskins out for defensive purposes on first play, first base? Well, yeah, I mean, the, the, the hard part with that is Jerry. I, I wish they did. Is I don't think like, I don't who who goes in, like who goes to I'm, first. Well, that's that's the other thing. I don't know. They, they need to get ver- more versatile. I mean, yeah. Maybe you put Hall. I mean, I well, mean, he wasn't on the I roster, mean, but but Jerry, in general, I agree with him, and I, I I felt that too. But they didn't really have anyone to put in. I appreciate the phone call. Um, quickly here, and it is what to watch for. Sponsored by Xfinity, Xfinity, the fast internet in Philadelphia, and the sponsor of Xfinity Lounge. Uh, so our last caller there, Jerry mentioned what happens with Harper. We do have an update here, actually, a Bryce Harper update. So Dave Dabrowski speaking out at the general managers' meetings had this to say, he told reporters that the options are still wide open and that the treatment could be anything from no surgery to Tommy John surgery and everything in between. This was Dembrowski today, and they're going to reevaluate the torn UCL in his elbow on Monday. So Bryce Harper will be reevaluated on Monday to see how much healing, if any, has taken place in his elbow since the last time they checked. And according to Dembrowski, options are wide open. Treatment could be anything from surgery, from no surgery, to Tommy John and everything in between. So I think as, as early as next week, we should have some clarity on what the, you know, the procedure is going to be, on what the, the, the process is going to be for Harper's elbow. Does he need surgery? And is it the Tommy John variety? So I, I know uh, Otani for the Angels a few years ago had Tommy John on like October 1st, and he was hitting in May as a DH. So that meant that he knocked, he lost the first month of the season. But again, this we're a month later. It's November. So if he needs Tommy John, I think there's a real chance we don't see Bryce Harper play in the lineup until June. I mean, that that's significant. So Monday is the next evaluation period for the Phillies looking at at, at Bryce Harper's elbow. That's a big deal, and I think it's gonna it's certainly gonna play a role in in how they approach everything this offseason. But with the Reese Hoskins discussion. We, we know what he is. Like, I, I doubt next year he's going to go out and surprise us. Like, it, it, after you watch a player for six years, you know what he is. Reese Hoskins is not going to become a, a great defensive player. Never. He, he's had six years to improve. He's the same guy as he was when he first started playing at first base. And offensively, I think we've – now, could he do his normal thing for the next two or three years? Probably. He's not old. But I don't think he's going to improve. But this is what he is. He's a 240 hitter, streaky, 25-30 home runs, a good amount of walks, good amount of strikeouts. When he's hot, everyone loves him. When he's not, you think he's useless. I just think it's time to move on from Reese Hoskins, get better defensively, reconfigure the team. And I think they could get something for Reese, whether it be an infield like a shortstop or a relief pitcher, a good one to throw in the bullpen. They have a lot of bullpen holes moving forward. I think there's a, a better opportunity to make a better team for 2023 without Reese Hoskins than with him. And I'm not worried about this whole thing of like, oh, well, you know, what about the power they're losing? They can find power. I mean, Castellanos should hit more than 12 home runs next year. Okay, if they if they sign or acquire a shortstop that has pop, like, there's way more home runs. Just like the the jump from Segura in the middle of the field to Correa or Turner or, or, or Bogarts, you know, that could be 20 home runs. 
So they'll get more power from those spots next year. I think they have enough to mitigate the loss of Hoskins' power. 215-592-9494. That is how you hop in. A lot to talk about tonight on a post-postseason show here on the evening show. We start with the Reese Hoskins discussion. Do you want to back? Yes or no? I don't. We'll discuss it on Sports Radio 94 WIP. And football season is underway, so now is the perfect time to download FanDuel in partnership with Valley Force Casino, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers getting no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Sign up, promo code Gilio. Look, FanDuel's all your favorite bets. Money line, point spreads, player props. And with live betting, you'll get updated odds on games that have already started. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. I love the FanDuel app. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94WIP. So sign up today. Promo code Gilio for your no sweat first. But that's promo code G-I-G-L-I-O. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Dan Wilson behind the glass. You guys with us, 215-592-9494. It's how you hop aboard. All right, coming up, we got some great guests lined up the rest of the show. I mean, usually we start off with a high hopes hour. That's like the peak of the night. Well, we got a lot of great guests tonight. Coming up at 8 o'clock, Ruben Amaro Jr. will join us. His thoughts on the offseason to come. I'm very curious what Ruben thinks about adding another star player. We know he was a GM that always tried to do that. They had excellent teams. He wanted to add and put more star power here in Philadelphia. We'll talk to Ruben about the shortstop class, including Trey Turner, coming up at 8. Next hour as well, we'll talk our weekly football chat with Trey Wingo on the Eagles, undefeated, and uh, and where Jalen Hurts right now lies in the MVP conversation. And then 9 o'clock, we're going to talk to John Heyman, Odyssey MLB insider. He's out there 
I believe they're in Vegas. Is that where they are? Las Vegas? In Vegas, yeah. For the GM meetings. Um, and Dave Dabrowski did speak. He gave an update on Bryce Harper in the last few minutes. We'll get to all that. Your phone calls now. 215-592-9494. I'm very curious where everyone falls on the Reese Hoskins thing because he he kind of has that thing of being a, a really long-tenured player. I think – I mean, how many guys are, are longer-tenured than him? Obviously, um, Nola. Would that That's be it? That's it. He's the longest-tenured hitter, and Nola, I believe, is the only longer – there's no other pitchers who no. have been too long Hector him. had them both beat. Um, and and so he, did, just, he just won a ring. Right, he yeah. just won a ring against them. So, yeah, you're right. So, he's the second longest tenured player on the team. There's been a lot of memories built up with Reese Hoskins. And he's and he's been overall a, a good Philly. I mean, he's not a bad player. I just think it's time to move on, reconfigure the defense, get better defensively, less streaky at the first base position. And I think he can be replaced here. And you could get something back for Reese Hoskins. And, I, you know, if it's a solid relief pitcher with some team control, I'll take that. If it's a fourth starter to kind of put behind Wheeler, Nola, Suarez, Painter, just have another arm in there, I'll do that. If you can get a middle infielder and not have to spend $250 million on Trey Turner, you know, Tim Anderson's a good player. I, I think that's there's a possibility there. I think you can get something back for him, and I'd be up for it. Let's talk to John, who's up on WIP. Hey, John. Hey, I'm driving through a hurricane, but I heard you talk about something. I've been noodling on for six months, so I had to call you. Well, so, be, first of all, be careful, John. Second, I'm glad glad to talk to you tonight. What's on your mind? Um, I want to ask you a couple things real quick. Um, I want to talk about Reese, but when Ruben comes on, I don't want to get into it now, but I wonder if you could run by him what his impressions are of that kid from Japan who just declared, and he wants to – apparently he wants to play for the Phillies. Yeah, he's a really that. big Phillies fan and a Bryce Harper fan, John. So it's interesting. Now, I, I And I, I'll ask him. I was looking at, at some of his stats and numbers. Now, he's only played the outfield, and I don't know how he'd fit here unless he could play first base, but I, I will definitely run it by Ruben. Yeah, you'd have to you'd have to eat contract and dump Castellanos mm. to fit him. But anyway, here's my point on Reese, and it, it, it's about what the Phillies need really more than anything, especially if you go and land a Trey Turner. Look, I know there's no cap, but they don't have unlimited money. You need flexibility. And you also need to do something about preserving your core players. So here's an idea I've been noodling on for several months. What I think they need to do is you, you get whatever you can for Reese. I don't care. Middle reliever, starter, whatever you can get. But against all lefties, you set up a platoon system. Against all lefties, uh, excuse me, against um, all righties, you, you move, um, uh, you move Real Muto to first base. You get Stubbs if you believe in him behind the plate. Get him some at bats. You take the pressure off of Real Muto's knees. Now against all lefties and maybe half the righties, whatever you want to designate, you put Real Muto behind the plate where he's still one of the best catchers in baseball. And then you move Bohm over and you stick either Sosa or if you can find another bat to play the third base. But you set up a, a kind of a three-way platoon system. You have to start protecting Real Muto against his knees because he's still on, what, three or four more years? And if he wears down, then you've got a significant problem because you don't you only have one DH. I was wondering what you thought of that. Yeah, well, John, you, you bring up something that I, I have worried about for a while, um, and that's the future Real Muto, you know, and, and catching as much as he does. They had a stat during the World Series where – you know, you include the postseason. I think he, he was behind the plate, crouched down for over 200 more innings than any catcher in baseball this year. It's it's a remarkable lo- load that he carries here. And, John, I appreciate the phone call, and I appreciate you calling and be safe down there driving around. It, it's a lot. And I 
Look, I, I sounded the alarm in June that, that perhaps uh, Real Muto, after all the wear and tear, was was wearing down. Now he's had a great second half, so obviously he's not wearing down yet. But that day's coming. I mean, if the Phillies think they can catch Real Muto as much as they have for the next three years, he's going to decline. Like, he will stop hitting because that happens to every catcher, maybe outside of Pudge Rodriguez ever, where they just eventually it, it catches up to them. And I, but I, I don't think Real Muto is, is Pudge. No one's Pudge. So... It's going to get to him. Even Yadier Molina, remember five, six, seven years ago, he was a hitter. I mean, he was a, he was a good hitter. And then by the last few years, it's like, oh, my gosh, he can't hit at all. It will happen to Real Muto, too. And that's the thing. Like, when they started signing these guys, they kept talking about how well the DH is coming to the NL. Right? We could we could rotate the DH. Well, th- that only works if or, – or first base was also thought of. Like, well, maybe Real Muto could play some first base, too, on his days he's not catching. Not if Reese is locked in there. So, I, I agree. Flexibility – is important, and Reese doesn't offer that. You're stuck with him if he's at first base. Chris is in Vineland. Hey, Chris. Hey, Chris. Hey, how are you? Good, Chris. What are you thinking tonight? So, definitely agree with moving on from Hoskins. There's been way too many mistakes, not enough production to make up for the mistakes that he's done. I mean, how many games during the playoffs did he, like, you know, botch a play, cost us two, three, whatever runs to kind of keep the inning going? Often, Chris. Way too often. So, I mean, you know, not for nothing, but, you know, you can move on from him, shore up a liability, even take, like, some, like, low-class, like, A or double-A players, even, like, you know, rookie ball to kind of see what you can get for, like, building for the future. As far as, like, you know, moving on from players that were loved and all, they moved on from Segura to grind his option and everything. So you have players in the free agency right now, like Trey Turner, for one. I know everybody's thinking it's going to be like an eye-popping figure for him. But for somebody like that that would shore up shortstop, you move spot over to second base, get some production out of your shortstop and everything, then that's another issue you don't have to worry about. You can even, like, take Hoskins and move him for, like, a number four, number five starter or somebody for the bullpen. And yeah, I mean, like, and I know. think, Chris, there's value to that. Like, if, if they got themselves – like, because they the, Eflin also is a free agent now. Like, if they found another guy that's like Eflin, right, the equivalent of an Eflin, and they traded Reese for that, I, I, I would be okay with that. Well, I mean, I would definitely be okay with, like, you know, more production out of, like, the rotation or even, like, you know, more for, like, the back end of the bullpen. I mean, a lot of people, like, you know, don't seem to take into account that, like, you know, you need pitchers on top of production from your hitters. And it's just, you know, like, besides, you've got one of our, like, top prospects in the minor leagues right now that's, like, almost ready to come up. And then even for the bullpen, you can bring Griff McGarry up because he's another, like, power arm you'd have out of the bullpen. Oh, I, I think you're on to something there with him, too. And, Chris, I appreciate the phone call. I, mean, I think McGarry will be here at some point next year uh, out of the bullpen helping. Look, th- there's another part to the equation here, which is, is fair which is if Reese leaves, who plays first base? Now, they could experiment with Bohm, um, but I think he's probably going to play third base next year. But you could experiment with Bohm. I, I don't think it's out of the realm that at some point, you know, one of those corner outfielders becomes a first baseman. I, I think that could happen as they age. I don't know the timetable, but, like, Bryce Harper playing first base in his early 30s is not out of the realm for me. I remember when the Yankees had – where there was, like, the Yankees rumor with him – that they, because they had Judge and Stanton at that point uh, already, that they kind of kicked around the idea could Bryce Harper be a first baseman? Like, I, especially if he has to have elbow surgery, that's certainly possible. And then free agency, Anthony Rizzo's a free agent. Josh Bell's a free agent. I mean, I, I would take either of those guys to come play first base here if you need to kind of patch this thing together, you know, while you're planning the whole thing if they trade Reese. Like, they could find, figure out first base. 
teaching guys to play first base isn't that hard. Tell them, Wash. This it, is it, our second Moneyball reference. It's, incre- I, I it's incredibly it. hard. Yeah, no. It, you can figure out first base in all seriousness, though. Like you can, like you said, there are guys on the market. You have a, more than enough DHs as it is. You're going to have JT Romuto, who you probably throughout the course of his season like to get off his knees yep. a little bit more than he already did this season. He just caught an entire postseason. By the way, was there a, a single guy on the roster who didn't get in other than Garrett Stubbs? I was thinking about this. He was the only one who he didn't was the play. only guy who didn't get in. Right. So JT Romuto played. Every last inning they just played all postseason. His knees could use a break. He's on the wrong side of 30 now. Like, you can figure out first base. Reese Hoskins being at first base is clogging up more than it's opening. That's just where we are at this point. Yeah, and, and look, I— Especially uh, with Harper. Now, Anthony Rizzo would be a high end. Like, there's your first base for the next two years. But you could also patch it together and have a, a guy you could play first base half the time. And then, like like Dan is saying, you know, JT or one of these corner outfielders plays first base. like you And Boehm, too. I mean— Bohm has moved there and played it before. Like, there could be days where Bohm plays first and Sosa plays third. Like, you could have flexibility to the team. Let's talk to Herb in Northeast Philadelphia. Hey, Herb. What's happening? All right, listen. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be talking with the authorities next week. Okay. About what? When they get back from Vegas. I'll let you know. Don't don't you and Howard, I'll let you know. The authorities about what? Listen. You in trouble, Herb? I, mean, I, I might be getting a job with the Oh, Phillies. all right. I like okay? that. All you guys, just calm down. Okay. Just calm down, okay? First of all, okay, the way they treated Wheeler in that game, he was good for another 30 pitches, okay? He should have he should have went another couple winning. I don't know about 30, Herb. I mean, 30 is a lot, Herb. He hadn't gone more than 86 he, in a while. He, I was at the game last year when he pitched a no-hitter on Roy Holiday's day, okay? He had over 100 and, 115 pitches. Right, but he's hurt now. He's got a little injury Listen, going on. He's okay. Okay. Listen, the thing is, even Ramuto said he should have stayed in the game. Whatever happened, happened, okay? The issue now is, okay, you guys are talking about Hoskins, mm-hmm. yeah, Maybe we can move him. We we can get something for him. No problem with that. Okay. The issue is he puts up to this year. He had a good year because uh, led the year before he broke his wrist. Had to have surgery and he was done the last uh, four to six weeks uh, at the end of the year. So he got a whole year in this year. We'll see what happens, man. It's uh, the thing is. Uh, they got a young player in Stott that can play anywhere on that diamond, second, short, third. Okay, he, things will things are, we're going we're going to get back to this game. Okay, the big thing right now is the doctor. When Harper goes to see the doctor on Monday, when this all comes down, okay, that's that's the first thing because that's going to tell you if who. If he has to have operation, we're looking out at like next year, May or June, possibly. Yeah, you, Perb, you're right on that. So that's it, that's gonna have, a big deal. Gonna, listen, dude, I've been looking at things on MLB. They didn't even uh, about a week ago they listed all the teams, all the teams that are going to make it next year to the World Series. And the Phillies weren't even on that list. Oh, come on! Now. I swear to God, they had they had the Orioles, dude. 
They had the Orioles, whoever you know in MLB. How could they disrespect the Phillies? Yeah, well, we're, we're gonna Herb, we're gonna have Dan call but them listen, up right now. Yeah, we're we're gonna get them on the Ruben, horn. Tell Ruben I said hello. Okay, well. Okay. And I'm gonna be seeing the people next week. All right. Herb, you get good luck with the authorities. All and, right, when you talk to them. Look, listen, we get we gonna get that kid Radone. I told you three years ago we needed a lefty, two lefties in that rotation. That's Wheeler, the lefty, whoever they decide on. Noel is the third man. The fourth man is the lefty. Suarez. This man is going to be Painter. Yeah. Watch. Herb, watch that, Painter. if they get oh, if they get hit, that's a rotation you there. Watch Herb, Painter you... and you watch Abel, I'll fly you down to Clearwater. Herb, I'll meet you there. We'll go in March. Herb and I are going to spring training. That'd be a trip. We just did a set a camera, Herb and I in spring training. Why do we need to contact Major League Baseball, or why do we need to talk to Ruben if he's getting the job next week? You would think he has the in. I think he has the in. Shouldn't he be getting us guests now? Yeah, maybe he doesn't want to like overstep his boundaries before he gets the job. He's hey. proclaiming he has a job and then doesn't want to overstep his boundaries. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Herb's a big deal in Philadelphia. We know that. You hear him on the Marks and Reese show often. The guy's a big deal, and um, I'm excited. So you ever seen? Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited he's gonna getting a job as an umpire or with the with the team. Which uh, one is that? It? Sounded like it. I'm thinking front office position. That, that's, wow, because yeah, we know he knows the umpires. Well, he does. Um, I'm just I'm guessing special assistant in Dombrowski is is what I'm. That's my guess. I don't know. So these. These explanations or these ideas that he has for the offseason, he's just going to implement those himself. Yeah, I would imagine if Herb gets this job he just kind of told us about, I would think the, the Carlos Rodon Phillies rumors like get they're getting them. heating up next week. Like the, the offseason plan is to go get Rodon. I mean, I'd love Rodon. I was sitting here at the trade deadline saying they should have got him. Like I And if they had him, could they would they have beat the Astros? Probably. Um, now, he would have cost them a lot, maybe – it would have cost them a Mick Abel, and that's why they didn't or want to do it. a guy on an expiring deal, yeah. and now he's a free agent this time around. Yeah, I understand that. The price was probably exorbitant, even though the Giants were kind of half out of it. I think they didn't want to trade him unless they got something overwhelming, and the Phillies didn't offer that, and they still made the World Series. But, yeah, I that's why I can't wait to see what they're – I think, and I mentioned it to Jack and James earlier, the number one questions, the two biggest questions, Harper's elbow, how long is he going to miss next year? Is this like he's back in May – or is this could this push to June? Because if it pushes to June, you know, it changes. It's like they have to go back to the, what they did, you know, in that month he was out this past season. That's one. Two is how much are they expecting and thinking they're getting out of Andrew Painter at 20 years old next year? Like, they they seem very high on him. If Dave Dabrowski thinks he's a, he's ready to be a good pitcher in the major leagues now, I don't think they're going to spend $150 million on a starting pitcher. I just don't think they are. Again, they have Aaron Nola also is a free agent one year from now. Like, how many pitchers are they going to have in this rotation that make a ton of money in their 30s? It seems like, you know, kind of a risky business plan. So I, I think if they think Painter's ready, they're not spending on a pitcher. But if they don't think Painter's really ready, yeah, a, a pitcher could be right there at the top. But as they move into this thing and this offseason starts, I, if I'm Dave Dombrowski out in, in Vegas, I am shopping Reese Hoskins. I'm ready to move on. How about you? Justin is up on WIP. Hey, Justin. What's up, Joe? How you doing, buddy? What's on your mind? Pretty good, man. So I got a, I got a couple points on the Reese thing. Okay. Um, I, I agree that it, all of the logic around the versatility you could get if you move them, you do need another arm, both in the starting rotation and the bullpen. I'm with all that. I have a different concern okay. rather than his production. I would argue that the culminating moment, like the crescendo of this playoff run, was that home run he hit in the bat slam. That was like the, the loud moment that kept that moving through. That was like the here-we-are moment. 
And I don't know how much of that moment, being that it was Reese that hit it and the story of being the longest tenured batter and all the things that went around it, how much, A, could that help him want to work on the little things he obviously has and to improve defensively or, or raise his batting average by 10 points? And, B, how much is, of that is what brought this group to be who they were? Like, that was that moment that really yanked everybody in, and I felt like they really kind of put that face on, like, nobody's going to beat us now. And that level of camaraderie, how much did you lose if Reese is the guy that gets let go to build out whatever else you want to put forward? That's the one small concern I've got. With. And, and, Justin, I think it's fair. I, mean, we, I don't think we can pretend that stuff doesn't matter. Like, you know, we can all look at this, like, black and white, right? Like, home runs, defense, you know, on base. Like, we could do that. But you're, what you're saying is real. Like, they're a team. There, there was, I mean, they, and they were a really tight knit team in the month of October. Justin, I think it, I think it has to play a part. And you know, last year, if you remember, Dave Dombrowski kept talking about the clubhouse and leadership. Like, obviously, he felt like they were lacking there, and then he went out and got you know, Schwarber to fix that. So, I, I think Dombrowski thinks about this stuff too, Justin. I, I don't know how to measure it, like compared to the other things, but it, it has to be a factor. I, I, I'm with you that it, it has to matter to, to some extent. Yeah, and then and then pass like the the idea of his production definitely comes into the the equation, but I also at the same time like I have this conversation with a friend at work often about Alec Bohm and where he might be able to play around. I think Alec Bohm deserves a season at third base to show how much further he can improve. The improvement that he made, I mean, I've heard you say it countless times. Alec Bohm this season has become triple the player, did triple the growth than than Reese has done over the last six years. So I want to try to keep that guy there and I still think like the the leadoff argument and the lineup arguments I you don't know if Bryson Stott is the top of the the, the lineup batter I, I think he's shown us in the bats where he can be that guy and rather than this conversation of going out and trying to get you know spend 400 million on Trey Turner sign a Xander Bogart for 20 million shore up your middle infield and take whatever money you were going to spend on top of that and go get a, a, a Rondon like what what we should have learned is this team was good the Houston Astros were so much better because from top to bottom, all of their starters and every person in that bullpen was a world better than everything that we put up there. And Zach Wheeler did pitch well in that last game. So, like, that is where I think the, the emphasis has got to be, man. Pitching won this World Series. And, like, you can have an all-star lineup, the Broad Street Bombers, whatever you wanted to call them, but elite-level pitching is what wins in the playoffs. And I think that's where they need to – put those resources you know yeah, what I mean? it's a great point and, and yeah and the Phillies and Justin appreciate the Phillies had about a five six man pitching staff in the, in the in the World Series like that they were really comfortable putting out there between Wheeler Nola uh, Suarez Dominguez Eflin Alvarado I guess you could throw Brogdon they had seven guys they felt good about putting on the mound the Astros had like 12 I mean that's that's I, I heard a step for the World Series um, the Astros had uh, their entire year which is like I don't know, how many innings do you have in a season in baseball? 1,400 or something like that? The Astros had eight and two-thirds innings this year, Dan, of pitchers that had ERA over four. Eight and two-thirds the entire season they had pitched by guys that had an ERA over four. The that Phillies, almost doesn't seem possible. It seems it, it seems it does seem impossible. Like, like The, the, the Phillies how, have had entire games pitched by guys with ERAs over four. Right. I mean, I, I don't in one day. I don't know, a, a quarter or more, maybe a third of the Phillies' innings this year were pitched by guys that ended with an ERA over four, like the Gibsons of the world, some of their relief pitchers, 
I, I don't know. Maybe did Syndergaard finish around four? Like uh, guys, I like would that. be interested to see how many innings in the postseason the Phillies had pitched by guys like that. Yeah. I would guess it's more. Right. I mean, like, th- th- and they had that all season. It's they were an all-time pitching staff, and that did win out. Now, I think Painter's got a chance to be one of these special kind of pitchers. So, and that's why his development and when he arrives here, it does seem crazy. I know we were talking about with the high hopes guys. It does seem crazy to think he can be a big part. He's 19 right now. Like, 19 is so He's a child. He's a kid. Yeah, I mean, he's not even close to drinking. That he could be a big part of a team that tries to win a World Series next year. But that being said, Dombrowski had Josh Beckett in the big leagues at 20 years old. He had Rick Rick Porcello, I believe, at 19, was pitching the AL wildcard game for the Tigers with Dombrowski as as the GM. So, like, if if any GM pushes the envelope when he thinks a young pitcher's ready – it's, it's this him. guy. It's it's Dombo. Yeah, I I mean I won't be surprised if he makes the team out of spring training. I mean I, now they have to manage his innings and maybe that means like a six man rotation or they kind of sit him down for three weeks in the middle of the year to kind of. But I think he's going to make the rotation very very early out of, out of um out of spring training. Matt is in Pasadena. Hey Matt. Hey Joe, how's it going? Good, Matt. What are you thinking tonight? Hey, uh, first off, Herb total cap. I I can't. I, cap cap capital cap. Um. <laughs> Going to the Phillies, I hear everything everybody is saying about Reese Hoskins and and the idea of adding this guy, that guy, the other guy. I get all that. But here's what I see. Here's where I'm seeing the Phillies issues. We need to strengthen up the bullpen and the starting rotation. I understand the things with Reese. I love Reese Hoskins, but I've also been the guy who called on opening day on another show on this station, and I was like, What's what's the what's the high low number for when we start talking about getting rid of Reese like we do every year because everything Reese is we've known for years right so we take the good and we take the bad I think they have to get more creative in the down structure of guys we talk about real muto I think you got to find scheduled days where he's just off to save his legs because like somebody said he is on the other side of thirty you know you they've got to do a better job we need to get a leadoff hitter love Schwarber but I don't think that's the right spot for him. I think you got to get a rotation. you got to get more Derek Hall at first base sometimes. The, the, the clog, to me, isn't as much as Reese Hoskins as first base as it is right now the Bryce Harper potential injury because that ties up and holds that DH spot in lockdown. So you can only use Bryce there and there alone if he can't throw in the field. Now, I know someone talked about can he play first base. I don't know. Can he? Can he be taught it? I, I, I was thinking the very thing from Moneyball when you said it. It was hilarious. I was cracking up. But, I mean, I think they got to get creative in those aspects. you got to get – I mean, Brad Hand, noodle, done. Robertson, noodle, done. Alvarado, half shook. I don't know if he can come back. I believe you do got to bring Painter up. I love the idea of getting Rendon or another arm in there. But, to me, I think your field players – and, again, you have Stott at second base. I know him jump all around because of time. But I think your field position players, we can manage that with what we have and figure that out. I would much rather have Xander than Trey Turner. That's just my opinion. Because, again, that gives you the ability to get more pitching. I think our two spots we need to lock up definitively is the, the bullpen, a starting rotation that adds a person, including Painter, add another, and you got to get a leadoff hitter. I think our leadoff has been a vapid hole that has cost us more than it's helped us. Not Schwarber's fault. 
because I don't think he belongs there. But we got to get a real leadoff hitter. Well, yeah, and, and I appreciate that. You know what they need? They need to to, to change up the top. I don't mind Schwerber one. I, I like separating the lefties, Schwerber for Harper. So, you know, if if they got Turner and he batted two, I just can't do Schwerber, Hoskins, Har- like Harper. That's a lot of streakiness and strikeouts, hot, cold. I, I think if, if they broke it up, Dan, and, and there was a guy like Trey Turner up there, I, I think it'd be different. It would certainly be different. I think it would be better, like a welcome change by everyone. There was at one point, I'm trying to remember what it was, but I was watching a game this postseason, and it was wild to think about that there were times where you were like, all right, they just got to get through Schwerber and Hoskins to get to, like, the real bat. Like, you yeah. have to get through one and two. Like, when they're when they're streaking cold, it's bad. And Schwerber, we've had a lot of discussion of him as the leadoff guy, not a conventional leadoff guy for sure. We saw him mostly hit leadoff this year. Girardi moved him down to to six at one point that was kind of odd but ultimately I would I wouldn't mind seeing him move but like for now I don't think they have a stereotypical leadoff hitter I think if Bryson Stott ever became a little bit more consistent with the bat with the at bats he works maybe he could work his way into a leadoff spot but for right now that's fine but you're right him and Hoskins too like is a lot and Reese Hoskins just isn't consistently good enough to be your everyday number two hitter Trey Turner sure sounds like he is. I mean, that's what he, I mean. He's a three hundred two career hitter. I mean, he's been doing this for years, and I, I think things he does well will just will age well as as the shift goes out of baseball, more stolen bases. No shortstop has more steals or infield hits the last five years. Like the way they're going to change the game, it's going to benefit Trey Turner. He'd be an awesome fit. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. We continue our post postseason show as we look forward to what the Phillies are going to do. Dave Dabrowski speaking out in Vegas. Whatever he has to say, we'll let you know. Coming up, and Ruben Amaro Jr., he knows a little about the GM meetings. He's been out there plenty of times. He joins us next to look forward to this Phillies offseason. What would he do with Reese? How does he rank these shortstops? And do the Phillies need to add a significant starting pitcher or just another guy with the idea that Painter is on his way pretty soon? Ruben Amaro Jr. joins us next right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 